Hey, where's your outlet? So I can plug you in on this week's episode of Smiley Said It. Today's date is November 16th, 2020, and it is Monday. So I know you guys haven't heard from me in a while, (laughs) especially on Instagram. So I just want to come in and talk about a few things. And yeah, we now have a new president and a new vice president. And also in, in regards of social media and celebrity news, well, I'll get into that. <laughs> so let's dive right on into today's episode, shall we? Here we go. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you for tuning in for a new episode. So yeah, let's get right into it. I'm going to be singing a song. This song is in my head. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's of course by my second favorite female artist of all time. And that is Janet Jackson. Y'all know that. I'm going to sing a song by Janet. And this song really makes me happy. Every time I hear the song, I really get I don't know, not emotional, but really sentimental. I get really attached and I feel really good. So I'm going to sing the song. Okay. All right. Here we go. Back on the road again, feeling kind of lonely and looking for a right guy to be mine. Friends say I'm crazy cause easily I fall in love, gotta do it different Jay, this time. Maybe we'll meet at the bar, he'll drive a funky car. Maybe we'll meet at a club, and fall so deeply in love. He'll tell me I'm the one, and we'll have so much fun. I'll be the girl of the dreams, maybe. And there you have it. I love that song. So I want to call my lover. That was such a cute song. I love the video. I love how happy she looks in the video. And a lot of us have had that feeling before. So yeah. (laughs) I wonder what I sound like if I had auto-tune, right? Because that's just me giving you like acapella with like, you know, the instrumental playing in the background on my phone. (laughs) So it's not like a full production, you guys, but I do like to sing for you guys in the beginning of an intro. Anyways, let's dive on into today's episode. So I have been off of Instagram for about a week now and I needed a break. Like, I, I believe it was the day before or the day of when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris was elected. And I just need a break. Like from the beginning of like June up until like this point, I have been stressing out my resources to share information with my followers and, you know, people that just decide to come on my Instagram page and like check it out because someone told told them about it. But I I I did a lot. I did a lot of work from the time that June was there up until now and it worn me out. I'm not even going to lie, you guys. Like I was beat and uh, just having people in my inbox and also like in my mentions talking about like, you know, calling me divisive and oh my God, like you're xenophobic, you're this, you're that, you hate black women, you, you know, just crazy, <laughs> just crazy shit. 
And so for me, um, I said, you know what? How about this? My mental health is more important than trying to convince the world um, about reality. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let people celebrate, you know, their victory, well, what they believe to be a victory, having Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in, in, you know, in the White House. And hey, people were crying, people were dancing. And I said, this is too much. Like, this is, this is bullshit. Like, this is bullshit. Nobody should be celebrating. There, there's nothing to celebrate. <laughs> so for me, I felt like I don't want to ruin people's emotions by like posting shit on my Instagram story. You know what I'm saying? And like being like policing people's emotions. So I said, I'm going to just wait and I'm going to just talk on my podcast and I'm going to take a break from Instagram and let people have their field day with the first hundred days of what they believe is going to be a show out, um, for the black community. Uh, even though that's not going to be the case, but like I said, when I get back on Instagram, I am not going to be talking about anything that people can't research themselves. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to post about politics and economics without having a full breakdown, um, including me talking about it and not just posts because sometimes people receive information when you're actually talking directly to the camera or to an audience and not just memes and and shit like that. So what I'm going to do is talk mostly about politics on my uh podcast and less so of that on my actual IG story. And I'm going to have to change some things around so that people that do want to receive information can come to my platform, whether it's my podcast or my YouTube channel, which I'm going to start getting more into again. Um, that That's going to be back up and running um, on my new channel, Smiley Said It, where I can talk about a lot of different issues and not just talk about traveling and things of that nature. So my Instagram page, Smiley Adventures, is going to be about less politics and less serious issues because I understand that not everyone follow, follows me for that, which is fine. I understand. I, I'm not trying to change myself and what I like to post because of other people, but I do have an understanding that that the reason why people followed me in the beginning was because of my travels. So I don't want to make people feel compelled to to support my views, whether it's respectfully disagreeing or, you know, respectfully agreeing. And that that's it, you know? So I want to keep my Smiley Adventures page strictly to how it used to be. You know, comedy, you know, talking about relationships, like TV shows, movies, random shit, like the good fun stuff. And the more serious things will be on my um, YouTube channel, Smiley Said It. I think that is a better platform for me to get give out my thoughts and and actually display, you know, more data visually where people can go back to it. Because the thing about Instagram stories is it goes away after 24 hours. And I have an understanding now that people don't see all of my stories at once. So they may, you know, click on my Instagram story and like 22 hours later, you know, it's, it's like the context of what led up to that post on my Instagram story is no longer there. So things sometimes can be out of context and people be like, what is she talking about? It seems like she's just talking down to people and all this other stuff. And, you know, I was just recently tone policed and I didn't like that. 
that still applies. Do not tone police me. You know, you don't have to agree with me, but I do not look like when people try to tell me how to address serious issues on my platform, you know, and when the message is very clear as to what I'm saying and talking about, but people like to, you know, pick at whatever they want to pick at and make it into something else that it's not. I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about the consideration of my original supporters who do support my views and who do support my travels and everything like that. But I'm just going to move, I'm going to move that platform over so I can be more specific. I can talk for two hours or more and have that on my, um, my new YouTube channel, Smiley Said It. Smiley Adventures, my YouTube channel is still going to be available, but obviously I'm not traveling, so I can't post anything on that channel as of now. So I'm going to make it about branding something where I can make sure that everything isn't clumped up together, you know? So moving forward, you guys will not be seeing too much of my opinions, my strong opinions on politics and um, things of that nature, right? Because I don't want to come off as being disrespectful, but I do want to come across as being honest and I will give my views, but it just has to be a different platform. Given the fact that Instagram story and, um, well, Instagram period, the algorithm is trash right now, right? Like you don't get to see my Instagram posts until probably a day or a week later for some people. And I don't know why Instagram is like that, but unfortunately it is. So I'm going to be posting more often and making more videos, even going live on my YouTube channel when it comes to serious topics such as, you know, politics and other issues that are along that along the lines of politics and, you know, things like of that nature. But I am not understanding again why we are celebrating the victory of pretty much every other group getting their, you know, agenda except for black people. <laughs> um but that's why I didn't want to come across as being judgmental. Like I have, obviously I used to be a Dem. I'm now an independent voter and I do have an understanding why black people vote towards the democratic party because, well, we're conditioned to, right? And I don't know. I don't know. The first hundred days are going to be interesting. And I'm not the type of person to be like, I told you so, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see how people really start to look at, you know, in the next hundred days and after, of course, um, what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris has in store for us as black people in this, in this country. And I already know, and people that follow politics and read the policies and been following politics for a while now already knows, you know, what, we have to look forward to, unfortunately, it's going to take a long time for some people to catch up. And I'm going to let those people catch up. And I'm going to let y'all know that still believe that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris is going to save the universe. I'm going to let y'all come to me. And if y'all want any advice or tips or any of that nature, I'm here. I'm not going to judge nobody. I'm not going to be like, I told you so. I told your asses they weren't going to do nothing. I'm not going to do that. But I will feel compelled to still practice what I'm doing now, which is giving information, right? That's not going anywhere. I'm still going to give information because I care. And to me, you know, maybe in the next four years, you know, the next presidential election, maybe, you know, the black community will have a better understanding that the Dems do not care about us. They never did. So, um, 
it's going to be a hard lesson for some people, but it is what it is. It was like that with Obama, right? So moving along. Um, oh, and also I'm hearing that there's a recount going on. <laughs> like Donald Trump is really enforcing this shit. Like, dude, you lost. Get over it. Okay. Like take the L, son. <laughs> you lost. So before I move on to another topic, I want to share this soundbite of Malcolm X being questioned by um, Berkeley students in 1963 is one of my favorite because the way Malcolm X spoke about the black community and politics just in a short video is truly amazing and it's very direct. And if you ever read Malcolm X's uh, autobiography, the first few pages will tell you his point of view on, you know, the Democratic Party. His his take on liberals is pretty much right in line with mine at this point. And because of him, I was able to learn a lot in regards of like stepping out of what I've been conditioned to believe in regards of to being a liberal. Here's his take on liberalism and the black community and pretty much, well, why we can't just quote unquote, pick ourselves up by the bootstrap. to gain possession of this land that you want and how do you intend to get there that's a good question number one we we we, we didn't have any trouble getting to america because the white men by that i mean we didn't we weren't pilgrims we didn't come on the mayflower and we didn't come from europe and we didn't come of our own volition we were brought here in chains at the bottom of the slave ship and since we didn't pay transportation here, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says that the contribution that the black man made in this country, uh, which amounts to 310 years of slave labor, for which we have never been given a dime or a cent, uh, places a burden upon the American white man today for which the government should pay. And he says that our people should be allowed to go back to our own homeland, that the government itself should supply us with the transportation. And that when we, that they should supply us with the machinery and the tools necessary that will enable us to dig the soil and develop our own agricultural system and feed ourselves for the next 20 to 25 years until we are in a position to be completely independent and stand on our own feet. And he says that if the government does not want a mass exodus of black people from this country back to our own homeland, since we cannot live in peace together, mixed up on this continent, the alternative so that solution is to divide a separate part of this country into which our people can migrate and in which the government, again, should supply us with the machinery and the tools necessary to establish our own independent society and our own independent country. And in this way, it will be uh, creating a solution that the black man himself, our people ourselves, can bring about if we have that uh, capability. And... For your clarification, because this has been brought up, some people say, well, why should the government do this? If this government can send billions of dollars to communist countries like Poland and Yugoslavia and to neutralist countries in Asia and Africa who have never made any contribution whatsoever to the sum net worth of this economy and country, and at the same time, this government feels that it is too much to set about something real to solve the problem for the slaves who made a greater contribution even than your people did, why the government doesn't even deserve to continue to function as a government. 
You mentioned, uh, again, just now, land set aside for your people, sir. What land is available that's not already possessed by others? When you came to this country, the land was inhabited by the Indians, and you didn't have any problem then. Actually, I have two questions. The first one, I would like to ask you, if you, do, if you believe in Islam just because it gives you dignity as a black man, in, as a black man, as a black man lives in America, or do you believe in Islam as a whole? So if you believe in Islam as a whole, you know that Islam uh, believe in socialism rather than capitalism. This is the first question. Second question, you said that Muhammad taught you that you should have your own land so you can find all what you want or to do what you want in it. Will you please give me one statement either from the Quran or from Muhammad's speeches which says, which, you know, asks for this situation? Thank you. If I understood my Muslim brother correctly, I hope he's aware of the fact that my opening statement pointed out that the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle, I think it was, told me that the only way I could come here and speak was to speak on secular matters rather than religious. And for that reason, I pointed out at the outstart that I wasn't going to get on the religion of Islam. But since you as a student, I imagine, brought it up, it does open the door for me to reply, and I thank you for it. Number one, Islam is a word in which means in Arabic complete submission to the will of God, complete obedience to the will of God. And this means, and the, the Jews refer to this God as Jehovah. Uh, they're monotheistic. The Christians refer to him, I think, as Christ, only they're polytheistic, and it's difficult to give one name to their many gods. So that the in Islam, since we believe that there is one God, we believe that all of the prophets who came forth on this earth taught the same religion. Abraham was a Muslim. Moses was a Muslim. Jesus was a Muslim. And as a black man in America, we accept the religion of Islam because we recognize it as the true religion of God. This is why I'm a Muslim. I am a Muslim because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught me that Islam is God's only religion. And that it, it does say in the Holy Quran that this religion will overcome all other religions. We believe that we're living in the day and the time and at the hour when God intends to make this religion, Islam, overcome all other religions. This is why we're Muslims. And we want to separate ourselves from America because we believe that when God comes to establish the religion of Islam or the kingdom of Islam or the world of Islam, he can't do so without first destroying all other religions, governments, nations, and worlds that stand in his way. All governments that won't accept one religion and practice the principles of brotherhood, freedom, justice, and equality among all people, regardless of color, regardless of race, or anything else involved, we believe that they'll be destroyed today, and we don't think that you can get the American people to accept the religion of Islam. I have no knowledge of socialism. That's uh, something else. 
Sir, you seem to interchange the term white liberal with hypocritical politician. I don't believe this is true. I don't believe that our white liberals are in office. They are, by the way, investigated. I just wondered why you interchange these terms when they're so evidently not interchangeable. Historically, in America, the white liberal has been the one always supposedly who had the solution to the race problem. An example, the leading white liberal in American history was supposed to be Abraham Lincoln. He's the one who has been dangled in front of our people as a god who brought us out of slavery into the promised land of freedom. Uh, Martin Luther King last year was begging President Kennedy to issue another Emancipation Proclamation. If the Emancipation Proclamation of uh, Abraham Lincoln was authentic and produced the result that it was supposed to, and if it had been sincere, it would have gotten results, then Martin Luther King wouldn't have to be begging for another proclamation and emancipation today. Other, another time, the white liberals supposedly fought the Civil War to free the slaves, and our people are still slaves, still begging for freedom. Some more white liberals came along with the so-called 13th, 14th, 15th, and other amendments to the Constitution, supposedly to solve our problem. The Constitution has been amended, and the problem is still here. Nine white liberals on the Supreme Court uh, uh, bench came up with a desegregation decision in 1954, supposedly to desegregate the schools, and the schools haven't been desegregated yet. Kennedy ran on a platform as a white liberal three years ago and said all he had to do was take out his fountain pen and put his name on some paper and our problem would be solved. And it was three years in office before he found where his fountain pen was and the problem isn't solved yet. second-generation American, and uh, my people came over in the bottom of ships, and they had second-class citizenship in Europe, and they lived in ghettos and things of this sort, and they got out of them. And how, how come it, I have I have certain attitudes towards Negroes that may be prejudiced? Where did I get these attitudes? And they weren't from uh, the Negro people. No, None of my people ever owned slaves or anything of this sort. How did I get my prejudices? If you didn't steal the property... You can be held responsible today for being in possession of stolen goods. The, 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 the book says that the sins of the fathers will be visited upon the heads of the children even until the seventh generation. And although there are many whites who came here from Europe uh, after 1865, they fit right into the whole overhaul pattern of exploitation of modern slavery that still exists in this country today. Because it's only a modern form of slavery that our people experience today and they encur- white liberals, again, encourage us to join groups that they've set up that, will ad- that they call the National, Advance- National Association for the Advancement of Some Colored People from Ancient Slavery to Modern Slavery. If I may add, your mention of white immigrants just coming here proves the uh, inability of Negroes to solve this problem by the present course or the past course that they've been taking. Well, it's true. Italians, French, Spanish, and others came here as immigrants, uneducated, poverty-stricken. And their parents were able to open up stores, little stores. They lived in the back, sent their children to school. Their children studied business and came back and expanded the businesses. And most businesses in the white community today are called so-and-so brothers, so-and-so and son, and so forth. This is how you establish what you call the American economy, somewhat uh, speaking on the run. Negroes have been here free since 1865, so-called, have a purchasing power of $20 billion per year, have more education than any group, any minority group on this earth, 
You can't go in the Negro community anywhere in the Bay Area and find five businesses owned by Negroes, so-and-so and son, or so-and-so brothers. The mistake that we made differs from the uh, mistake you didn't make. Your parents solved your problems economically of their own volition with their own ingenuity. Our leaders have done nothing to teach us how to go in business. They've done nothing to teach us how to elevate the level of our schools. They've done nothing to teach us how to keep up the standard of our community. It is not the masses of black people who are at fault for this. It's this Negro puppet that the white liberal has set over the Negro community to act as our leader and act as our spokesman who has failed to show us how to solve our own problems so we remain crippled and expect to follow the uh, advice of this white liberal who does nothing but continue to exploit us instead of trying to help us solve the problem. Hope I didn't answer you too long. Woo! We have time for only one more question, I'm afraid. And I'd recognize this gentleman. I'd like to ask Mr. X simply, why cannot a Negro infiltrate the political machine and use power politics to his own end? If he studied the science of politics, he probably would. Most Negroes don't. They become involved politically uh, from an emotional point of view rather than a scientific point of view. You show me a Negro politician, and I'll show you one who's controlled by the white political machine. And if you show me one who isn't controlled by the white political machine, I'll show you one whom the white political machine has labeled as a racist, an extremist. Uh, and Adam Powell is one of the best examples of it. Any, anyone that they endorse uh, who will do what they want him to do, he's all right. But when you become politically independent in this country, the whites immediately label you as a racist. The reason for this is uh, the only way you can become politically independent of the white political machine is to have the support of the black masses. Yep. The only way you can get the support of the black masses is to, is to say how they think and how they feel. And when you begin to speak to the black masses how they feel and think, then the whites call you a racist because you have to talk in the context of the intense degree of dissatisfaction that exists in the Negro community. Yep. Whites don't want to hear this. They want to be told that the problem is being solved. You're not solving the problem for anybody but a few hand-picked Uncle Tom Negroes hmm. who benefit from your token integration. And as long as you deal with them, you're going to be uh, adding more powder to a keg that's inside your house that can blow you higher if it explodes than a million megaton bombs. But when you get out here and find how the masses of black people really feel, you're too intelligent to act as you act if you know how they really feel. And the only black man who will tell you exactly how a black man feels is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The rest of them are going to talk to you out the corner of their mouth, try and make friends with you. I think you'll all join me in thanking Minister Malcolm for this very frank, very full, and very eloquent expression of the black Muslim point of view. The meeting is adjourned. And there you have it. In that clip, you guys heard him say, you know, he was talking about the black community and us remaining stagnant and not having an agenda, not getting reparations, not being able to open up our own businesses. And not having generational wealth to pass on to our children to create a living where we don't have to worry about being denied home loans, being uh, having high uh, percentage rates, interest rates on these loans, and pretty much being stagnant and drowning in what we all know to be student loans, <laughs> and not having the racial wealth gap closing now. 
that was in the 60s. So in 2020, it's even worse. It's, it's worse now than it was in 1965, which is crazy, but it's true. So I already posted an article um, on my IG story, but of course that only stays up for 24 hours. And that was like a week ago. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link the information in the description box for you guys to check out. And you guys can get a better understanding of that, how we're pretty much worse off today than we were um, in 1965. So that was really important because you'll have people that are foreigners, black and white and Latinx and Hispanic that are like, well, why is it that black Americans don't have what we have, you know? And as I addressed in my last episode, there was a... Uh, a gay male who was black on YouTube that I follow that question, well, black people just don't want to work. The Mexicans will do what we don't want to do. And that's how they able to capitalize. That's why they have their own businesses. That's why the Asians have their own businesses and not da, 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 da. It's just very much ignorant because what that does is it erases everything that has been a burden to us, which is the economy, right? So if, if we're systemically, you know, oppressed, how do you just tell a group of people that built the country, you know, hey, well, I don't know what to tell y'all, but y'all just got to work harder. And they'll, they, these other people are willing to do what y'all are not willing to do. How come these other people got businesses? Well, I'm, Malcolm X said it. And he, he, goes into, he goes into specific in his book. And I might, I might uh, talk about his book on live one time. I, I want to know how many people read his autobiography first before I'm able to have a discussion about it. Yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys because um, that's just going to be a transition into serious topics that I want to discuss in, involving the Black community because that is my priority. My priority is ADOS and it will always be a priority for me because I am ADOS, so my people comes first. Like I said before, <laughs> I can't, I can't help others put their mask on, their oxygen mask on, if I can't put mine on first, right? I have to help my people before I'm ever going to be able to be concerned about other people's issues because other people's issues, damn sure, you know, don't include Black Americans. <laughs> so, like I said, it's only an issue when Black Americans, you know, uplift their own people and not everybody else because everybody wants us to carry them on our backs and then we're disrespected in the process. And again, I'm not down for that. I would never be down for that. So it is what it is, but my people come first, always. Now, I'm glad that I'm not on social media. Well, I only have Instagram, thank God, besides YouTube and Tumblr, but that doesn't really count. Um, because I don't know what the internet is looking like right now. So I can't really follow like all these like celebrity news because I unfollowed a lot of people. Um, the fact that I seen Lizzo's ass crying and Sierra crying, I immediately unfollowed them. I was like, this is, this is, this is just weird. Like, this is just, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, y'all, y'all have, y'all make over $400,000 a year. Why, why do y'all care? Y'all wouldn't be affected anyway. Yes, y'all black, but y'all lost your touch in regards to reality a long time ago because of, you know, your status. You know, you participate in capitalism. So you will always be good. And Sarah, girl, you doubly all the way good. So I don't even know why you're crying. 
racist. As if you don't know that the fucking country itself is racist. It will always be racist. It doesn't matter who's in office, right? We can talk about, we can keep going back and forth. But what I'm saying is you got these rich folks over here boohooing and God knows who they voted for behind that, that, you know, that booth. Okay. Behind them curtains. Okay. So nevertheless, enough about that. Um, Kiki Palmer was in the news recently in regards to her pretty much, I don't know, shaming people that use, uh, food stamps or WIC. And I, I was just like, here we go. Some people said it was taken out of context. Some people was just like, it doesn't matter. She shouldn't be talking about this shit anyway. Who cares? This is why I'm, I'm no longer interested really in celebrity news. Um, like I used to be because this year really showed a lot of people's asses. Like a lot of people just turned me off to the point where when I do get back on Instagram, I'm I'm just not going to follow many celebrities unless they're like my favorite, favorite celebrities that I want to keep up with in regards to like their upcoming tours, like their new albums and stuff like that. That's the only reason why I would like follow just a few. I don't need to follow every celebrity that I like. I, I don't need to do that. I don't, I don't need to keep up with everyone's like personal life. And for me, it's really helped my mindset, like not paying attention to what other people are doing. And when you're addicted and invested in say other people's lifestyles and keeping up with them instead of your own, it takes away a lot of your time and effort. Like if you're on your phone constantly and you're constantly tapping in an app to check like what's happening, that is taking away time from your business and what you're doing. Not, you know, work business, but like your business period, whatever you got going on in life, you know, your time can be dedicated to a whole bunch of other different things. And to see like um, my, to see like my activity status going down on my phone, you know, I have an iPhone. So it tells you, you know, how many hours you're on your phone and like, where you spend most of your time on your phone at, what apps and what types of apps and all that other stuff. So, um, you know, it's gone down because I'm not really on my phone like that anymore. So <laughs> that feels good, you know, to know my activity has gone down and um, I'm reading and I'm just trying to, you know, create another business plan and I feel good. I really do. I feel really good, you guys. And so... What else is happening? Um, but yeah, and in regards to Kiki Palmer, like I, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you can tell like there's been like a, a shift, like a shift in how I think about you know things. Like even up to a few weeks ago, I would have cussed her out like I did Summer Walker because Summer Walker also, you know, was on some elitist bullshit about how people should eat healthy and all this other crazy stuff and like what mothers should feed their babies instead of form, um, you know, baby formula, they should feed them like fresh fruit and vegetables and just being really like ignorant. Okay. So in regards to like music, I have been, I've been enjoying her now. I like, I, I like some of her songs, but like I'm actually becoming a fan of her music randomly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging her. 
And Ariana Grande's album, Positions, is actually not that bad. I like Safety Net featuring Ty, um, Ty Dolla Sign, and I like Nasty. I've been playing Nasty like on repeat. Like that song is dope. It's the beat for me. But I'm pretty sure like I'll find more songs off that album that I mess with. Cause sometimes her albums are like a hit or miss. Like they all sound alike to an extent. But when you got, um, you know, some good writers, it it, it definitely helps, right? So, but yeah, her, um, and Ariana Grande. Oh, Damage by her is everything. I love that song. What else? Who else got new music out? That's really it. I have not been, yeah, I've just been listening to like my Spotify playlist and adding different artists here and there for those who don't have my Spotify. Um, so, well, that's following my Spotify. You know, you can find it under Angelica Smiley, which is my name, my full name. And my podcast, of course, is Smiley Said It. And yeah. But I just wanted to make this shorter because I just haven't been paying attention to like any entertainment news. And I just wanted to explain why I haven't been on Instagram and where what's up next, like the next direction for me. And unfortunately, COVID is just again, continuing to ruin plans and expectations and all that other crazy nonsense. And I just don't know what next year is going to be like, but hopefully by next June, you guys, um, things will turn around and I'm able to create actual content outside of my apartment. (laughs) We'll see. Anyways, uh, in the meantime, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are maintaining uh, a sane mindset and making sure that you guys, you know, are in good shape mentally because that is super important right now more than anything. Please, you guys, take care of your mental health and find different things to entertain yourself outside of social media and see how you feel, right? And see... If you take away some things and add different things that are new for you, it can change up your vibe a little bit, even inside of your house. And I hope you guys are doing okay with work. I hope you guys still have a roof over your heads. And if not, I hope you guys have loved ones, family members, friends, or significant others that can help you out. And yeah, we're just in a really crappy time right now. So I'm really hoping that, you know, you guys and your loved ones are doing okay and take care of yourselves. That's all. So in the meantime, I will catch you guys up with other things that's going on. But in the meantime, I just wanted to talk (laughs) to you guys. I, I wanted to talk. And so take care, wear your mask, and yeah. Be safe out here in the streets. All right? Peace, love, and happiness. I'll talk to you guys later on.